Hi, I'm Jill Wright, founder and CEO of Executive Shine. And on behalf of myself and my phenomenal guests, we want to welcome you to Executive Shine Soul to Soul Conversations. I am so honored to bring you some of the world's most fascinating and dynamic leaders who often only have one thing in common, uncommonly outrageous positive impacts on people and businesses. They are leaving this world a much better place. So kick back and join us. Grab a few insights you can immediately apply to leverage your leadership and foster greater authentic connection in a world that's become increasingly disconnected. We so desperately need you to shine your light bright. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, Sam. I'm so excited to have you on the show tonight because, you know, we've been talking about passion and courage and what makes people's stories. And you have an amazing story. And I'm going to read your bio. Hold on, because... I know all these things, but I want to read it to them so they can hear all of the amazing things about you. Only it's not coming up on my screen. So hold on just one second and let me see. Okay. Little Fresh Sam is a distinguished fashion designer, wardrobe stylist, and humanitarian. And you don't see those things together very often who cares about people as much as she cares about design. Sam's passion for fashion originated from a young age and flourished immensely after dropping out of college and starting her first company and her own clothing brand in Fatu the next day. So who does that? With a keen line for transforming, keen eye for transforming clients, From common to extraordinary, she has created custom clothing for international names as famous brands like Iggy Azalea, Ashanti, The Fray, Under Armour, Puma, Skull Candy, and more. But what brings her the most satisfaction is diversifying the style of everyday individuals, bringing out the confidence and sense of fearlessness everyone possesses. And I want to talk about that. When Sam's not creating, she's helping others any way she can. And you are an amazing human. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's long awaited. Um, I appreciate you. Exactly. Well, tell our listeners about your story. I met you when you, how old were you when I met you? I was probably 24, maybe 20, oh, 20. <laughs> you, were, you were speaking. Well, I was a mentor and you know, it's funny as adults, we think that we're helping young people and then we meet them and we're so inspired by people like you that it actually turns out that you're helping us. So it's, you know, you've talked so many times. 
taught me so many things. Um, we were at Manual High School. Yes. And you were speaking to inspire those high school students to be able to follow their dream. Yep, exactly. And you were so amazing that I came up to you afterwards and I'm like, what do you need? You know, <laughs> you were so inspiring to me. How Thank can you. I help you, you know, get where you need to go and, and connect you with people. But and you've helped you me just... so much since in many ways, but yeah, we, we, I did a, um, a little video documentary small at when I was 24, 23 called self-made. And I wanted my goal through that at an early undeveloped mindset was just show people that they can do it too, you know, following their dreams and um, doing what they love most importantly. So um, I went through a bunch of different schools in Denver and surrounding areas, sharing that video and message. And that's when I met you it's been a long time. Awesome time. It was amazing. I mean, who does that, you know, starts their business, but instead of just totally focusing on your business, you're focusing on building other people up. And, and that's what you do with your clothing. You want to make them feel good, feel confident and all of those things. And you went to LA, you've got stores in all over. So talk about how did, how did that happen? The stores or just how did fashion tell us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stores, one of my favorite store stories um, was getting in Melrose because it's something I had always dreamed of getting in on. Um, If you're into fashion or if you live in LA, you know, LA um, Melrose is the street for like unique fashion. And I went there one day and I, I just had a rack of clothing and I was showing different stores that were willing to listen what I had. And this lady um, was nice enough to like, listen to me and it, my brand fit her store perfectly. So she was like, okay, cool. Like we'll test it out. I don't want to pay you, but like if it sells, you know, I'll obviously pay you and we'll figure it out from there. So this particular piece that she loved the most was the, piece that I couldn't sell in Denver for three years. Like I had this, you know, I had, I moved it from store to store, tried, you know, it on different shoots and all these different methods of selling it. It didn't sell. So it kind of got me down because it was one of my favorite jackets and I spent a lot of time and effort and money in producing it. So um, she loved the jacket. Uh, it's what got me on Melrose. And then 11 minutes later, literally, I like looked at the clock. So I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, 11 minutes later, she called me and said it sold. And like, she wants to carry my brand. So that was one of my favorite stories of getting into a store. And it was really just the nitty gritty of going out like it wasn't the fun thing to do. It was the scary thing, the uncomfortable thing to do. Um, You know, going out there door to door or store to door. Um, And it worked. Well, you know, in your bio, you talked about dressing people to make them feel fearless. Yes. And I always think that there's such an interesting connection between what you've experienced in your life and how it shapes you. And it, it then turns around and becomes your gift to the world. 
It really does. Use pain for, um, turn your pain into power. I just posted the quote yesterday. Um, you know, we have two ways of looking at life. Like you can look at the things that happen to you and be mad or angry or resentful and all the lists goes on, right? Or you can turn it into something productive and beautiful and help others through maybe something similar you went through with it. So yeah, I just choose to, you know, I choose that way. And I think all of us can um, turn our pain into power and use the things we've gone through to help others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we talked a little bit this morning about your courage and about all of the things that you've had to overcome because you've gone through so many different circumstances and some, some really painful things. And, but you've chosen, just like you said, to come out on the other side of it, more powerful, stronger. And uh, that's why you impress me so much is you have such heart. And we were talking about the definition of courage and what it really means is to come from the heart. So yeah, it's your, it's your thing. It's who you are. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that's where the most beautiful things live, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. That's exactly right. Because the most beautiful things are are what lives in your heart. That's why I call these conversations soul to soul. Because this is about like heart talk, not head talk. Yes, not ego talk. (laughs) Yeah. And these are the things that can help people in their strongest times and their weakest times, you know, to remember that you have the ability to choose. And also, like we talked about this morning, we didn't have, I didn't have the option when I started my business at 20 years old and, you know, I was in the airports in Washington and I didn't know what I was doing and I had a government contract and I had no idea what to do. And, you know, failing wasn't an option. Right. I didn't, I didn't have anywhere to go. You know, I didn't, I, I was in a strange city. I, d- I didn't have any family. I didn't have any, you know, place to stay. I was just renting a room. I was just starting my business and you have a very similar situation. You know, you didn't have the option to, to quit or, or to not make it work. And I think energetically, when you go into life with that kind of attitude, that then you attract the solutions that are really going to make your life work. Exactly. And um, so I want to talk about a part you just said, um, you know, turning, oh man. Okay. So I lost my train of thought. You said, uh, you know, you didn't have, you lacked resources. I lacked resources when we first started. And um, I think, you know, I'm grateful for that because that's something time, oftentimes we look at struggle and uh, poverty or lack of resources as a bad thing, but it really gave us resilience and courage and all these different things that we have, um, also sports shout out to basketball and that being a prominent thing in my life but I think that really I really attribute you know a lot of that to those two things um is just having to always figure it out when you when you lack resources or money you you have to just be very creative very resourceful 
Um, and so those are, you know, great things, even though sometimes they may feel like they're not. And, and here's the difference. If, if you are working towards something and someone else gives you a solution, then you don't dig deep to attract the real solution. And you don't feel a sense of accomplishment if somebody else rescues you. I mean, something. sometimes it's, I wish someone would rescue me sometimes. Right. But, but that, then I have to remember, you know what? That doesn't feel good. I'm not proud if somebody rescues me. And I think that's something that you can really speak to is creating, you know, you have a line at Infatu is your brand. And you can talk about that, what infatuated, which I'd love, but you also have a line of clothing called like create or die. And I, I love that because, you know, when we went through this difficult time during COVID and, and everything was shutting us down and, and it was, it was really the, the lowest time in my life because everything I have created for the last 34 years, you know, is like, boom, closed, you know, for no reason. And only when you are creating, you know, it pushes you when you have those tough situations like you have had to create something really passionate and really impactful for the world. So talk about that. Like, how did that come about? Having no choice. Um, I mean, I did have choice, right? Like we always have choice. That's something very important to always keep in front of your mind. Um, But I think one of the first times I really utilized that and uh, even knew that I had it within me is, or, and also had to test me to find out. But when my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer and, oh man, it was crazy. Um, My mom is like the most important person in my life. And she's like who I do everything for. So um, to hear that news, it just crushed me. And I, I, you know, I left everything. I, I was at a really good point in my career. Um, ironically, I was, uh, on set styling somebody famous that day when she called me and told me that information, but, um, I left everything and I moved back home to Denver. I lived in my grandpa's basement. Like I gave up everything, but I, I was determined to one, figure out how to help her and be there for her and support her. And, um, you know, just, yeah, whatever she needed. I went to all as many doctor's appointments as I could. And, um, was in it with her. And um, I had a lot of pain. <laughs> um, I remember. There were so many breakdowns, but they caused breakthroughs. And I actually turned what I learned through that lesson, I guess you could say, because it was definitely a lesson. Um, and I turned it into a collection called Robes of Heroes. And it was made around like helping other people learn the lesson I learned, which was the superficial stuff that I was completely surrounded by in LA didn't matter. Like the cars, the clothes, the, you know, um, just everything, all the superficialness, even at that moment, I thought like money didn't matter. And, um, 
I wanted other people to like see that so that they didn't waste their entire life trying to get those things. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I created a collection called Rub with Heroes and it talked about, you know, a lot of different things, but one of the things were just honoring the people I think that should be honored and who are heroes, right? Like, um, that go through battles we've never seen behind the scenes, like a cancer patient. And, um, you know, we glorify these celebrities and glorify these humans that athletes that are, you know, famous, but there's power in the people that we don't see struggling every day as well. And so that's what I talked about and shine light on. And it was a beautiful thing, you know, but it definitely was from a lot of pain. And um, I mean, the greatest things are right. Absolutely. Well, and that's just the perfect example of turning your pain into power. I went to that show and I saw all of those incredible thing jackets, the whole outfits that you created to really honor people. And you had one that was my favorite. Um, Do you remember what that one was? I will. I love that. What did it say? The, listen to what your souls what 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 does your soul sound like what does your soul sound like there's a question so on the back of the jacket it says what does your soul sound like and that's such a deep profound question that I think everybody I, I not that's an overgeneralization but I think people now through through these different experiences they've had through the last year are listening starting to listen to what their soul is saying to them again what does that because we're a pivotal point in time and history and in this world like where you almost don't have a choice like you know we we had to the world shut down we had to isolate um we had to sit with ourselves most of all and reflect. And I think that's where a lot of that realizations come from, which is amazing. So, you know, again, another, a great thing that came from a hard time. Yeah, exactly. What are some of the lessons that, that you think are the most important things you learned and the things that you could, I know you do a lot of speaking and inspirational work with young people and old people doesn't matter um what do you what are the most inspirational things that that you learned during that that time and you're still learning because you're always posting amazing things (laughs) during the covid time yeah oh man i learned a lot it wasn't a fun time for me. I heard um, some really great things that happened during COVID in certain people's lives. And that's awesome. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear good stories, but that wasn't my reality uh, for the last year and a half. Like I've, so I, you know, I just got moved back to LA and um, so Jade, what March, I think 17, 2020, like my life just completely 360 I was living in LA I was in a perfect situation as far as like a creative house goes I was surrounded by creatives we had a lot of things to work on and everything was just going amazing I was really happy um 
And then COVID happened and it shut down my businesses, my manufacturers, my services that I offer, everything, all my income streams. Um, so I start, and then I lost my home through, you know, a kind of unique situation as well. And that was a disappointment. And then I kind of didn't have a home. I traveled, um, went Airbnb to Airbnb. Some cool things happened. I traveled to Hawaii, traveled to a couple different places and got to really be with nature and uh, myself. But, and then I lost a lot of people. So I lost three people that I really cared about. Um, and that, that I'm still learning the lesson through those, uh, through that. But a lot of loss altogether with all that being said, I went through a lot of loss and I had never, you know, prior to that happening, lost so much and so many people and like gone through a death like that. And um, I think the biggest thing it taught me and, you know, it's why I'm, why you see my bio changed and updated and why you see maybe like what I care about and what I talk about very different. Uh, everybody knows me for fashion and styling and my Instagram and my social media have been mental health and how do I, you know, eat better and how do I feel better? And um, that's been really important to me because I learned that we have a limited time on this earth, right? Like we knew that, but when death comes, it, it puts it into perspective. And I went to two funerals in two weeks and I realized through hearing their life stories and their accomplishments and like who they were as humans, that who they were as humans was so much more important than what they had done. And so at that moment, I was just like, okay, you know, it really impacted me. I I, I didn't want to just be a fashion designer. I love designing clothes. That's what I love to do. And I I implement messages through them so that I can like still give back or, you know, help others. But that didn't feel like it was enough because designing is a, if I'm being real with myself, a selfish act. It's what I love to do, what I love to do. But I decided I'm going to spend half my time creating and doing all the things I do creatively. And then half my time um, just giving back. And that looks so many different ways, you know, speaking for free and, um, you know, feeding the homeless. I'll be doing that Saturday, like just any way and every way I can, you know, being there for people, like listening and and really being there for people and, um, you know, writing and responding to people who message me and ask for advice. Like I really am expanding the ways, but there's a lot and I'm excited to add more. So that's a great thing that came from COVID. Life changing. Yeah. It says on your, I wrote this down cause I love it. Um, on your Facebook page, um, Samantha Aragon on your Facebook, it says I'm on a mission to inspire the world. Yes. And I just love that because that's what you do. <coughs> Excuse me. By by being your your highest and and best self and most authentic self, good, bad and ugly. You give permission for everyone around you to tap in to you know, speak to listen to what their soul looks like, to be able to speak from that authentic place. And it's like, people don't understand that. But think about the people, you know, that you're most attracted to listening to, you know, if, if the people come on, and they're like, Oh, yeah, 
I'm perfect. I got it all going on. You know, you're like, whatever, you know, people that used to be the thing. Right. Right. Now it's the people that come on and really share their heart and speak from their soul. And so that's, that's what you're doing. And, and I do, I I don't think it's selfish what you're doing with creating your, you know, being able to design and do that. I think it's, it's giving your soul permission to express and just like Alicia Keys does when she writes music and sings, for example, it's the same thing. And when you do that, when you honor what is really real for you and, and that is life giving to you. And when you do that, I think you give all the people. Yeah. You give people permission around you and you inspire people that you don't even know. It's cool. I, you know, um, I never imagined that that would be a reality for me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like think that like, you know, as a child, like, Oh, I want to inspire people. So there's a fly. Um, I didn't think that when I was a child. Um, but as I live and just be, it's cool. Since I started my journey, I've been told that I'm inspiring. I was just speaking on a, a panel for MLB um, All-Star Week in Denver. And it was about Denver business inclusion. And um, one of the speakers came up to me and he was just like, you're, you're really inspiring. And I'm like, wow, like you're like the guy who runs um, Juneteenth, you know, like I just went to your event and like uh, you're inspiring. Like, it's just so cool. You know, you never know who, you never know who you're going to inspire and you don't know what, even triggers to inspire them. It's just being you. Well, that's the thing. And that's the biggest thing I want to touch on is just having that courage to be you yeah. and, and bring your whole self into everything you do. And I know that um, your grandma was one of the people that you lost, you know, during COVID, but she inspired a lot of that in you. So talk about a little, a little bit about that. Yeah. My Nana was, um, well, you know, and this is interesting, but when I was 18, I showed this guy uh, a pitch deck um, to invest in my company. He wanted to meet with me on about investing and it turns out he just wanted to date me, but I, he, I'll never forget. He said this, and uh, basically what he said was, if you're not, if your you know, mother or grandma is not a fashion designer, like a famous fashion designer, you're never going to make it as one. And I, I remember like thinking, well, actually, you know, my Nana is a fashion designer, but um, it just inspired me to go harder. But anyways, my Nana, yeah, she was the only designer artist besides myself and my family um who you know practiced and actively created uh she created till she died like literally and um it it definitely inspired me it gave me permission to be able to to do it because you know I'm a Hispanic and in my culture I'm supposed to you know follow the steps and the rules of the way of the world I guess or the way that people have done it before me um in my family and just in general and that wasn't working for me. That's not the life I wanted to live. And she kind of gave me permission to 
believe I could be a fashion designer, even though I was supposed to be, you know, a receptionist. <laughs> so shout out to her. And, you know, I know she's always with me and uh, yeah, it's crazy, but she definitely was one of those people I like always called when I, you know, just the wisest woman ever. I think our, our grandmothers are, they have such a special place. Right. You know, for many of us, but what one of the things you said she she gave you permission not to fit into the box for sure and i think when you speak authentically that's the thing that inspires people the most and even for me you know there's things that that we think that we're supposed to be in order to be a professional, in order to be, you know, all those things. And fitting in and being like other people, that's not our gift. And that's you not know, what that's we're why we're here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, having her give you the courage to be able to express yourself, that's that's the most beautiful gift I think you can give. And that's the same thing that you give a lot of other people. And and I know that you're, I mean, you inspire people all the way from, you know, state representative friends that we have and all the way to young girls who, who want to do this or young men you know want to become designers and want to express themselves and they don't have to be a designer they can be any kind of anything right but but talk about like what do you tell those people I literally just was on that panel and I told them to be themselves so how ironic right like with our conversation topic but um it really is a scary thing like I get it I I've went through it I I always try to you know, when speaking to people, one, make sure they know, like, hey, look, like, I've been there, like, I get it, I've been through it um, as well. So I know how hard it is to give yourself permission to be yourself. Um, And always, because, you know, sometimes we put on different roles, different masks, depending on where we're at, or who we're with. And I just got tired of that. I, I hated that. Like, I saw it happen so much in front of me, you know, around certain family members or certain friends. And it was just like, why do I have to like fake or why do I have to like pretend I like that person? I don't like that person, you know, as a young kid, like that's how I felt. And so it it just uh, naturally, I'm kind of a rebel (laughs) and it's worked in my advantage most times, but um, I just am a rebel against what I don't like or what I don't feel And I really go off like what my heart and intuition says. And if it's like, even with people now more than ever, um, you know, if I don't feel like the vibe of someone, I'm not going to work with them. And uh, it's as simple as that. But I just, um, I think it's really important to be yourself and let yourself be yourself because you're the decision maker. You know, we have a lot of influences in the world and the society tells us one thing, but like, we're the decision makers at the end of the day. So keeping that in mind and we have choice, you know? Right. I think that's really powerful is to remember we are the decision makers. 
right? And that's the biggest piece I think you can tell someone. And, and another thing, when you were just talking about that, I was thinking of, wow, she's really operating in integrity with her values, who she knows herself to be. And I was just in another conversation earlier this week where we were talking about boundaries. Mm, I learned that. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Like how do uh, you, you spend a lot of time with yourself, you said, and in nature and in all of these things, how did you develop personal values and be courageous enough because it really takes courage to have those personal boundaries and operate in integrity. You know, just like you said earlier with that, that investor that he just wanted to date you. I remember that. And I remember when you talked about that and you were like, no, sorry, I'm not selling out, you know, this is my dream. And, and actually he probably did you a favor when he told you that nobody's, you know, you're not going to make it because that's the same thing. You know, my father told me you're never going to make it. And you know, it and I was to make it right. It fueled me. It really, it did really fuel me. And I want to get back to the other questions I just asked, but also with that rebellious fuel so you can go a long way on rebellious fuel. And I heard Tyler Perry talking um, a, a couple months ago, and he was talking about now that he's forgiven his father, mm-hmm. he didn't have that. He had to find a new source of fuel, mm-hmm. a new something to motivate him because he wasn't trying to prove it to his dad anymore. And I, I just think that's a really interesting nuance. And I've had to do the same thing for myself. Right. I, I forgave my father too. And then when he passed away, it's like, okay, who am I doing this for now? Exactly. That question. One of the, um, one of my mentors uh, told me last year, like he has a book and I was reading through it and a lot of what it talks about is like owning your, like taking your power back, asking the questions, setting boundaries. I didn't even know what boundaries were a year and a half ago. Like I didn't know what mental health meant. I just thought it meant like, you know, I'm, you know, uh, doctor terminology. I didn't really grasp the full concept of what mental health was, but uh, last year I learned a lot and I learned about boundaries. And again, I talk about culture a lot because I really, I really like dove in this last year on what is the root cause of this feeling of this pain of this anger of this anything. Right. And so I was thinking about it. I'm like, what is the root cause of why I never even had boundaries to begin with? Cause that's just a human, right. Right. Like everyone should have boundaries and know what that even means, but I didn't. And I I don't see it within my family either. And so back to culture, I think, you know, within my culture, we just, there's no boundaries. It's not taught. It's not respected. Um, And most of all, it's just not taught, right? Like my grandma didn't do it. So my mom didn't do it so that I didn't do it. So that, you know what, and it it just keeps going. So 
I learned about boundaries and I've really been adamant about like instilling them and just sticking to them. And I've, I've lost friendships. I've lost relationships. I've lost, um, you know, a lot of different things, but it's cool because it really does make room for what is supposed to be in your life and who will respect those. And then it just really, what it taught me is I had horrible friendships. I had horrible friendships. I allowed so much I shouldn't have within even not just friendships, but um, business relationships and maybe even the relationship with myself, right? Like if, if you don't have self to a degree love, you don't have self boundaries because you don't like know. So it was just like this whole cycle of like figuring it out, learning, fixing, and consistently keeping that fix um, to that problem. So I've just been actively practicing boundaries and um, with everyone and everything, like I, I got asked today to do something and I was just very like, you know, kind, but very straightforward. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And I don't need to be sorry or give you an ex- a reason why I can't. It's just, it's no. Um, I, I was very, my mom, shout out to her. She's just one of the most sweetest, nicest angels in the world. And I kind of became, you know, very nice and overly nice, um, naturally so I got taken advantage a lot of and people walked all over me you know I've had really crazy situations where I've even you know when I did stand up for myself uh it wasn't it was just I've yeah I've been through a lot of weird situations but if I would have had boundaries they wouldn't have happened so I think it's really important to be self-aware and just like reflect and take that time alone right like I didn't always have a long time but I've been prioritizing it because it is important. Clarity comes from alone time. You know, you you have to be alone to like think for yourself. So it's just good. I'm like on one. I'm really excited. Like I'm I'm doing, you know, I did that 30 day cleanse with uh, my diet, no sugar, which is crazy hard. If you have ever read the ingredients to what you eat. Everything has sugar in it. As you know, we had dinner. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like, I'm really on it. Like people, I, I'm doing this mental health podcast and I'm a guest uh, host on it. And somebody asked the other day, well, when did you like learn about mental health? Or like, when did you become a mental health expert or care about it? And I was just like, well, when I learned that I was like, I didn't have a choice. I was so low, like to the point where like, I really didn't even care. Like, if you know something bad happened to me like I just didn't want to deal with the pain anymore I would I, yeah I went through a big loss and you know you know you know the, like we all know the feeling that's the thing is like we pretend we don't we hide it but we know what it feels like to be human and to go through hard times and so it's just uh just being self-aware and remembering um and applying the practices you learn you know constantly but just- mental health is important I'm just so, I'm just beaming inside because I am so proud of the human that you are and that the young person that can really has gone through these things that can stand up for these things because you talked about, you know, we are both, we've talked about one of the things that we are both passionate about 
supporting is there's such a big thing right now with teen suicide and all of these things and and you having the courage to say hey i've been there i've been at my lowest you know and i wasn't gonna let that win no no i mean you really have no choice like you know i mean you do but I just know that I'm way more useful and I can overcome, you know, it um, day by day, you know, day by day. Like it wasn't like a jump, you know, it's, it's, it's habitual habits that are going to get you out of the holes and, um, and learning about it. Right. Like that's why I dove so deep into mental health and health and wellness, because I was trying to figure out the, I'm all about solutions, like I'm a solution-oriented person. So I'm like, well, what's going to fix the actual problem? Not band-aid it, but what's going to fix the problem? So I went into therapy. I'm in therapy. Like I do all these different things and it's, it's not, you know, it's now being normalized a little more, but it's cool. You know, it's cool to, to be your best self, right? And your highest self, like you mentioned earlier, that's when we operate the best that we can for this world. So, and I'm so grateful to you. Like, I mean, we didn't talk about this yet, but Jill's been like a good mentor to me, a great mentor to me and a, a big resource and just a good friend. Like most of all, you know, like, I'm just really grateful for you. I'm actually, I have an envelope right now. I'm unpacking with all your signs I'm putting around my entire room. Um, And I'm grateful for friends like you. These are the, you know, this is all I want to be surrounded by. And, um, that's part of boundaries and just, you know, just learning what's best for me values. I think you, you know, to go back to your question, um, you know, you know, in your heart, what matters to you. I think maybe we go through life and certain things pop up like breast cancer. And now that matters to me, you know, but throughout life, you develop all these different things that matter to you because it's your, you know, everybody's unique. And so that becomes your values you know you navigate through that and I have very strong values and I've always operated in them I've never compromised for money or fame or um, whatever else anyone could ever offer me I, I don't care like I'm I am set in my ways of values so I'm grateful for that and my mom for instilling those things into me I know it's so awesome I'm just sitting over here like a proud friend like yeah who you like what did you say be being your best self it feels good it does yeah it does you know and when you've overcome what you've overcome people i i always say like there is no connection in perfection Mm, and if you if you're yeah i mean there's no depth to that that's not where you build that's not where you tap into your heart that's not where you build relationship is up here on the surface you build relationship when you go through tough things together when you have to you and and something you just said too is building relationship with yourself and taking time to be quiet and like you said what is your listen to what your soul has to say yeah and it, knows all the it does, it does, you know, I call it my, my, my soul is like my me and God, 
odd place, yeah. you know, and if I, if I'm quiet enough to listen to that, you're exactly right. Everybody thinks all the answers are outside and the whole process of life is to bring it back to this is where it lives. You know, this is, this is the part that you need to discover. This is the, the treasure chest, you know, that this is where your gifts are that you are going to give the world. And it doesn't come externally. Right. And the more you do that and operate in your values and, and I, you just, I'm, I'm so just, I'm so impressed by you. So thank, thank you. you. So much. I um, was listening to Jim Rohn today and I love him. I just love how he thinks, but he said, uh, happy, not happiness is not within things that you can get, but happiness is within who you become, you know, getting those things. He was talking about reaching a million dollars and his mentor was like, I want you, I want you to reach a million dollars. And he was like, not for the money, but for who you'll become doing it. And, and that just blew my mind today because that's like, that's what is going on right now. And I'm really excited for it and who I'm becoming, you know, and that's forever. That's not like, that's not physical. It's not going to depreciate, you know what I mean? That's forever. So I'm excited. Oh, I love that. Who you are becoming. That's forever. Yes. I know we're on our quote game. Like we're going to have to come up with a quote book one day or something. That's awesome. But yeah, that's so good. It's true. And nobody can take that away from you. You know, and that's the process. Like all these different things, uh, you know, the things that have happened to you. It's the painful things, unfortunately, a lot of times that like, show you who you really are or like my my cabin burning down this year you know was I was that was my my safety zone that was my sanctuary that was my whatever but it's also when when I was hurting and trying to figure things out like that's where I went but that was external Mm. and so you brought it back in yeah and realized that that you can have that anywhere right absolutely and that's, that's the piece. gosh I know how you know much you love that cabin but I'm glad there was some something good that you've learned through it yeah it's been it, it just there's just so many blessings that that come out of these situations that you least expect Right. The I remember like being obsessed when I was going through a hard time, another one of my crazy situations. Um, I remember talking to my friend Delmi and being like, the, the most impactful and the most amazing people I know have gone through the craziest stories and life story, you know, life experiences. And she was like, yeah, well, that's what it's all about. And it was like, wow. And that, that has stuck with me forever. So as I endure, you know, my, my Nana's last, um, or big traumatic things that are hard as F word. Um, I remember that and it gives me hope. Yeah. Well, I, and I love the word hope because that's what I think that you do. And when you speak, you inspire people and you give them hope because some people need, need to, 
believe that it's possible. You know, they need to see somebody else go through it and succeed and share that story and share that journey. And that's what I'm, I like talking about, you know, cause I love people and talking about on this podcast is like, let's talk about like your journey right? and it's really your journey outside that takes you back to yourself and what kind of impact that you're really here on this earth to make and right. a difference in the world. Yep. And that's something I was thinking about the other day too, just to go back on what we're here to do while we're on this earth. A lot of people ask me like, how do you find your passion? They're, you know, 28, they're 22, they're 19, they're 45. And I've, you know, all ages have asked me that because I'm such a passionate person. And they're like, how do you find your passion? Like, or how do I find mine? And I'm like, look, I don't, I don't have the answer, but what I do know is, and what I've seen from the last, you know, I don't know, uh, two decades of being alive and aware is we go through things. We may not know our passion and purpose when we're young, but we go through life and things happen to us. And then we develop purposes, you know, like, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a good instance, but like uh, my friend, um, Charlie, like he went through a brain tumor. Then he went and flipped his entire career path and is now helping people like change their lives through his trauma, you know? So it's like, you never know where your purpose or passion uh, may come from. And if you haven't found it yet, it's not too late. And it doesn't mean you don't have one, like you have one for sure. And I want to express it like, you know, um, exaggerate that like you every because I think that's a part of the suicide rate problem is people you know these kids they don't know their purpose they don't know their passion and you know we have all this social media around us telling us how we should be at what age and we should be famous and rich and like having Lambos at 14 now and it's just like that's unrealistic come on like but yeah everybody's got a purpose and a passion it doesn't have to include fame or a lot of money even you know so but I love it. I love, I love what you're doing with this podcast. I love who you are as a person, obviously. And I just like love um, everything you touch and do. Cause I'm really grateful for people like you on this earth. Um, you know, you help me and inspire me and mentor me and motivate me when I need it most. So I'm just, yeah, I'm very grateful for you. Well, you, you just said some really powerful things about helping young people And, you know, we're both really passionate about that. And what would, what are some of the most important lessons you to, to tell them that I think you can make a difference with them? Because I think that's just so important. What you said about learning about your passion and, and it doesn't, it doesn't come from like fairies and daisies and, and whatever. I mean, that's not where passion lives. No, so, like, how did you tap into that? And how can you tell them to how to tap into that? So I'm still learning and I'm observing and I'm watching and I'm learning. I was grateful and blessed to learn it early on what I was passionate about because I was obsessed with it as a, at a young age. And I'm watching my nephew um, who I've, he's now seven, he's about to be eight. 
And I've introduced all these different things in his life, art, you know, painting, music, fashion, um, all these different things, right? Like, cause he likes creating. He likes expressing himself. At a I know. I remember when I saw him creating all his, like, he's creating his own fashion line. Yes. Tie dye clothing, remember? Yeah, exactly so I just like, I'm kind of experimenting as I watch him learn and grow and become himself. But, you know, we were on FaceTime yesterday. And out of all the things I've showed him that are possible or that he can use to create, um he loves music and he loves making beats and he loves like I don't know like maybe like singing a little bit or rapping I don't so yesterday we were on a FaceTime um call and I was making beats with him and he's just so incredibly good and talented at it and he loves doing it every day so I don't know how to tell someone how to find their passion but what I know is that passion makes you become obsessed So if you're obsessed with something or you can't stop thinking about something, you should probably pursue it more than just a hobby or a thought. Um, And that's, you know, what infatu means. It means to be infatuated with so passionately in love with something. And that was my way of expressing fashion. And so, you know, that's one way is just observing yourself and being aware, trying different things. Yeah, I'm going to post that. Um, link to your self-made video in the show notes but like how can people get in touch with you they want to hear you speak they want to have you inspire their organization how can they get in touch with you so social media at Lil Fresh Sam is my social medias and then my email is lilfreshsam at me.com and my website is the same lilfreshsam.me so those are all ways you guys can contact me and I'd love to, um, you know, speak or impact wherever. So thank you. And again, thank you so much for just being who you are and um, having this podcast and platform to, to talk about real things. Absolutely. Yeah. Like soul to soul, real stuff. Oh, what a beautiful thing. We're going to have to talk about uh, coming up with something for you said there's no connection and perfection instantly that thought I should do like, a, or we should do a, something we'll talk about later, but I'm yeah. Thank you so much. Like this has been awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Well, thank you so much for being here and I'm so excited. I'm going to put all the information in the show notes. And so people can just go on there and connect with you and, and you can talk to them and inspire their families and kids Perfect. and groups and whoever and smile for them because like yeah. fashion is amazing yeah whatever we can do to create or collaborate that's awesome that's awesome thank you thank you so much and so until next week we will have another soul to soul life giving conversation so yes. thank you so much for coming and thank you everyone for listening and we will see you again next week